Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello and good day. Welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. This is episode number 74. Well, I hope that you are doing well and staying encouraged in the Lord. And I hope that you've been enjoying these series of teachings on the Antichrist. It has just been a powerful teaching and I've learned so much myself. In fact, I'm going to go back over my notes again and again and again and just continue to um, just glean from this teaching. Uh, Before I begin, I first want to make a couple of of announcements. We are just a few days away from what I know is going to be a powerful time in the presence of the Lord on Saturday, August the 29th at 1130 a.m., Ignite Women's Prayer Luncheon is going to be going on. So I would love for you to see me there. It is not too late for you to register. I did have to close registration on Eventbrite, but you can still register. And it's a $25 fee. You can register on my cash app, which is dollar sign capital P. And then all the rest, A-U-L-A is all lowercase, the rest of my name. And then my last name, Cornette, is a capital C. And then the lowercase letters are O-R-N-E-T-T. That's the cash app. So you can register there as well. And so um, you want to get that done quickly. I know that as I've just been in times of prayer, spending time with the Lord, uh, preparing for this uh, meeting, one thing that I know that he has told me, he said that if they come, they will be healed. So his healing power is going to be there in the place. If they come, they'll be delivered. If they come, there are going to be things that they've been dealing with for years and months and weeks that they haven't been able to to uh, uh, get free from. But God's going to set people free and he's going to do a great and mighty work as he always does. Whenever we get together, his signs and wonders manifest and take place. Also, Champions in the Ring book collaboration is still available want to encourage you to get it, especially, I'll say this, if you know of someone that is single, this is a book that they're going to want to read. It's going to encourage them. I wrote a portion in the book. The cost of the book is $25 to sign and ship. But if you meet me at the women's luncheon on Saturday, the 29th, I will have the books there. They'll be $20 and I will sign those books as well. Um, also, at the women's uh, luncheon, it will be at the MCL on Township Line Road in Indianapolis. So, um, you know, I'd love to see you there. I'd love to for you to see to see you there. So, if you would like to purchase a book, uh, then you can get that from my Cash App as well. Uh, the email address is um, to you got to send your you got to email me your address, 
which is paulacornet 32 at gmail.com. Well, let us just begin with our teaching for today. And I believe this is one either, if this is not the last episode to close out this series, it is next to the last episode to close out this series. Um, just in prayer and kind of leaning more towards um, the month of November, uh, probably just taking some time off just to um, rest and, and relax and spend time with my family. I always use the month of November, December. I don't do as much as I usually do. So because I take that time just to kind of reflect and just kind of uh, get a clear direction for the coming year. Y'all, we got two months left in this year. It's amazing, but want to make sure that we finish strong. And I got some other things that I want to work on um, and get completed before the start of next year. So we have been in Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2. We've been looking in there, been camped out in there the last couple of uh, weeks, and I've just gone line by line and have given you the interpretation of what it is that the Apostle Paul is conveying to this group of believers. Let's just have a quick word of prayer as we get into the Word of God. Lord, we thank you for your Word. We thank you that your Word is truth, that your Word is light. I thank you, Father God, for the power of the Holy Spirit that is omnipresent and that his presence is with us right now. And I thank you, Father, that as I teach this topic, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you have given us hope even in the midst of all of this, Father God, that Jesus is coming and he's coming very soon. Lord God, I thank you that we are alive in this time to witness and to see the coming of our Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you prepare the hearts of those that are listening, Father, that we will get our hearts and minds ready and geared up in the arrival of your son's return. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So we've been looking in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're going to review quickly in verse 8. And what I talked about in the previous episodes is that we have concluded that the great restrainer uh, will be removed. And once the great restrainer is removed, which I believe is the church, because the church is the one that has been here from the beginning. Um, of when Even when Paul was writing, the church was here, the church is everywhere. It's infiltrating everything. And once the church is removed, the church is the one that is holding back the restrainer from, uh, is the great restrainer that's holding back the Antichrist from coming on, on the scene. And so the great restrainer, once the great restrainer is removed, which is the church, then the rap, the, that will happen by, you know, the rapture will take place. It's just a catching away, a snatching away of getting us out just in the nick of time. And so he, we're going to pick up in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Man, when I studied that out, it was just so powerful because it lets us know how powerful our God is, how powerful he is. So this word then is the word tote, and it just means exactly at that time. So uh, the King James Version, it uses this word wicked and to describe the Antichrist, and it cap they, they capitalize the word wicked. Okay, so this word wicked means the lawless one or the one who won't submit to the law of God. And the Antichrist will portray himself. He will come as like a progressive thinker. Okay, and he will uh, deceive many to follow him. But his way of doing things, uh, 
you know, many will fall for it. Many will believe it because, because they're deceived. Okay. And actually what he do, we learned that, you know, as the son of perdition, the son of doom, the son of rot, ruin, what he, anything that he touches, it will be, it will be destructive. So he's waiting for his set time, his Kairos time. Remember that Greek word, his Kairos time, his specific moment, and he'll know when it is. Okay. So we are kind of getting a prelude of the evil that is trying to rush in. We see it day by day, the evil that is trying to rush in and things that are trying to be normalized, that are abnormal, that are against the word of God. And if you stand for the things of God and for the word of God, it's like you are the one that is being uh, hated. You're the one that is being, um, people are, you know, don't want to hear that. And people are really turning away from the truth of the Bible. And as we see that happening, we see that our society and our world is just, it's just like, people are like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Well, since we're at the end of the age and this is what is prophesied that will happen. Okay. So it says, and then shall that wicked be revealed. So this word revealed is the word apocalypsis, and it means to uncover or to unveil or something that has been veiled or something that's been hidden. So right now, and I believe he's alive on the earth today. We don't know who he is. And if you're going in the rapture, you won't know who he is. And I don't care to know who the Antichrist is. All right. I really don't. So right now he's being hidden. He's being veiled. But at the set time, at the Kairos time, like at his time, he's going to come forth. So once the church is out of here, okay, let me just put it in layman terms for you. Just very plain. Once the church is out of here, the Antichrist, he's going to step on the scene and he's going to be disguised as the answer because remember when the rapture of the church takes place it's going to be in the midst of like terrible times like madness is going to be you know ensued upon the earth and so when he steps up on the scene he's going to come in the disguise as like the answer okay that it's going to solve all the problems but he's the antichrist and some people most people are not going to know that he is the antichrist he's the son of doom okay People are not going to know that because he's going to be in a disguise, like disguise, like he's going to be like, he's the answer, but he's really the antichrist. So Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords and he is going to annihilate the antichrist. And it says here, when we study this out, destroy them with the breath of his mouth and the, and shall destroy him with the brightness of his coming. So I want you to get a picture of this, okay? That here's the Antichrist ruling on the earth. He's ruling the entire planet, okay? He's done away with all religions. It's just, you know, his his things. He set up all these new uh all these new things that are just evil and wicked. And he's ruling and then here comes Jesus like, "Okay, I'm going to let you have your day. I'm going to let you have your moment. I'm going to let you have your time, and it's going to be just a short time." Okay, I'm going to let you have that. And then the Lord is going to come. And it says that he will destroy him with the breath of his mouth. So with one puff, one little small puff, that's how powerful the God that we serve is. That's how powerful Jesus is. God has all power. Satan does not have all power. He has some power, but he does not have all power. Remember this, the power of God always trumps the power of Satan, the power of darkness. I remember a time when I went to the uh, women's prison, and I may have shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again because it's relevant. All right. I went to the women's prison 
And uh, when um, on this particular day, when I went, a lot of miracles took place. A lot of great and mighty things happened. Um, and when the service was over, this young lady came up to my mom and she told her, she said that before I came to the service, she said I was dabbling into witchcraft. And she was messing with, you know, all kind of crazy stuff. She said, when I came to the service today, when I came into the building, before I even ministered, before I even preached or anything, she said, when I came into the building, she said, I felt a presence that was greater than the presence that I was messing with. And I knew it was the presence of the Lord. And I feel his presence in this room right now. She said she knew it was the presence of the Lord. So my mom told her, said, you go and tell Minister Paula that. So she told me that. And, you know, that was a sign and a wonder that God was authenticating. He was authenticating that this woman, that, that, that Paula, Minister Paula Cornet is from me, that I have sent her here, that I have sent her here. So that girl knew that day that the power and the presence of Jehovah God is greater than the power and the presence of Satan and any other demon. All right. His power is greater. His power is greater. So Jesus is going to destroy the Antichrist with just one breath of his mouth. That is so awesome. Jesus is coming back as the king of kings with all power, all authority. He's going to deal with the wicked and he's going to set things in order. He's going to set things in order. So the RIV, which is the Renner Interpretive Version, as y'all know, Rick Renner is my favorite Bible teacher. And I use a lot of his uh, teaching as a basis of, you know, helps me in my studies. So I'm going to read the Renner Interpretive Version of 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8. It says, the removal of this restraining force will signal the moment when the lawless one will finally make his grand appearance to the world. And not too long after that, the Lord will come. His coming will be so grand, so glorious, so overwhelming that he will totally obliterate the lawless one by the mere breath of his mouth. Just one puff from the Lord and this evil person will be incinerated. The very presence of the Lord will cripple and immobilize him permanently, putting him out of commission. So Satan has his day. Okay. And God is going to deal with him. And he knows that he knows that his time is running short. That's why he's throwing out everything that he can, because he knows that his time is short. And he also knows what his fate is eternal destruction. Okay. Eternal destruction, permanently annihilated, destructed. Let's go. Second Thessalonians two and nine, even him, the antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So what will it be like with the Antichrist ruling? What's it going to be like with, with him? It's going to be terrible. I'll tell you that. It's going to be terrible. This word coming is the word parousia, which we saw as it refers to the second coming. And it talks about the visit of a king or an emperor. Um, but during the tribulation, the Antichrist will be like the king of the earth. Okay, he's the top ruler. He's ruling the planet. He will control everything, the whole world, the entire planet. He'll control it all. And he's after the working of Satan. So Satan will dominate him. Satan will work through him. He's going to be energized by Satan, driven by Satan. This word Satan is the word Satanas. 
The Greek word is one who conspires against. So, you know, it talked about, Paul says, the mystery that is at work. It's at work even now. So even in Paul's time, there was a conspiracy. There's always been a conspiracy all throughout the ages. And it's, a, it's working in the earth. Okay, so even in Paul's day, it was working and it's fueled by Satan, the mystery of iniquity at work. Satan has had a plan to modify the world in order to, so that the world will be ready to embrace the Antichrist. My friend, we're living in that day. We're living in that day when that set time has come that the world is ready to embrace the lawless one, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. Satan's plan has reached a point where he can finally see it played out. The things that we're seeing in the world, the things that we're seeing taking place in society, that's taking place at an alarming rate day by day. Things are changing. That it's getting ready. It's getting, getting primed and primped to receive the Antichrist. The atmosphere is getting ready to receive him. It says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, the word power is the word dunamis, and it talks about a supernatural power. We hear that word dunamis when um, when we uh, usually convey supernatural activities, activity, and, it, and when it talks about signs and wonders, that dunamis power, it's a supernatural power. It talks about dunamis and the preaching of the word is where we get dynamite is an explosive power. And you shall receive power, Acts 2. You shall receive power. You shall receive dunamis. You shall receive dynamite. You shall receive supernatural working. But here it, de it denotes a demonic supernatural activity. Okay, because signs and wonders is what God uses to authenticate those that are of him. So, you know, Satan always mimics what God does because Satan is not a creator. He can only copycat what God does. Okay, and so God is the creator. He's the creator and Satan is the destroyer. He destroys, trying to destroy everything that God creates. So signs and wonders, it authenticates that that messenger has been sent from God. We'll say, what's the sign of healing? A healing will take place or somebody will get saved or the, there'll be some type of manifestation. I'll give you another one that I had in a meeting one time, a friend of mine from high school, I might've shared this uh, before, but I'm going to share it again. She came to one of the meetings and um, called up for prayer, prayed for her. As I was praying for her, I uh, just placed my hand up on her belly. And as soon as I touched her belly, I jumped back and I said, oh, there's a baby in there. And I thought, why would I say something like that? She's not pregnant, you know. Why would I say something like that? I thought, oh, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. So I didn't think anything of it. So the service was over. She came up to me at the end of the service. And um, her parents were there as well. Okay. She came up to me at the end of the service. And she hadn't told me this before. We hadn't talked about this. She knew that we hadn't talked about this. And she says to me, whispers in my ear. And she says, I'm pregnant. I just found out that, you know, like, like before she had, she, and she said, I haven't even told my parents yet. So I thought, oh my goodness, I almost let the cat out of the bag. The Holy Spirit, thank God he didn't leave me to say anything else. But he knew that I had not talked to her. She knew that, you know, she had not, the only person that knew was just her and her husband. There was no way of me knowing that, except that God had revealed it. So he was authenticating to her that, you know, that was a sign and a wonder. I used, it was a, called the word of knowledge. God gave me a word of knowledge um, that she was with child. And then it says signs and wonder. 
Okay, and it puts a plural. It doesn't say sign and wonder, signs and wonders. So he's going to do many things, things. It's going to look like the supernatural, but it's lies. It's fake. It says it's lying signs and wonders. So it's signs and wonders to trick people, to pull people in. Because signs and wonders draw the loss. You know, they, they, it draws the loss to the Lord. So he wants to draw people in for his own wickedness. So here's the RIV of 2 Thessalonians 2 and 9. It says, This evil one will be energized by Satan himself as he makes his arrival known to the world with all kinds of dynamic supernatural powers that are truly extraordinary. These lying signs and wonders and supernatural feats have only one purpose. They are designed to draw attention to the lawless one and to make the world stand in awe of him. So when signs and wonders happen in a meeting for somebody that's from God is to point people to God, not to the person. Because if it is not the power, I don't have no power, but it's the power of God that's working through me or through that individual, okay, that's supposed to, to point the person to God. God just uses, you know, just uses whoever's available. And so as you're available to him, he can work through you. So 2 Thessalonians 2 and 10, it says, And with all deceivableness of uprightness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. This is really sad. So with all, it just means all kinds. Deceivableness means a deliberate seduction or deception. So the Antichrist will lead the entire world into lies. He will lead them into lies. And those that perish is talking about Though there are, there are those who reject the truth. So those that reject the truth, they will be destroyed by their own personal choice, not by God. God doesn't want that. God wants you to be in heaven with him. Hell was made for Satan and his demons, not for people, but he's had to expand the borders of hell because so many people reject the truth. Dear friends, don't reject the truth. Do not reject the truth. Accept the truth of God. Accept the truth of his word. So that you can be with him. So those who reject, who reject the truth, they're destroyed by their own personal choice. And God gives each and every one of us a choice. Because they receive not the love of the Father. Let's do the RIV of 2 Thessalonians 2 and 10. He will do anything to seduce people, exploiting them with illustrations, tricks, and all types of unrighteousness that are designed to deceive and seduce the masses. But these supernatural tricks will primarily be targeted to those who are perishing. Those who had the chance to embrace the love of the truth, but didn't take the opportunity when it was presented to them. They refuse the truth and have therefore forfeited their chance to be rescued, saved, and delivered. And that's what's so sad is that God gives us the choice. We choose. We choose where we will end up by the choices that we make. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11 and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. This is sad too. And then for this cause, it means for this reason. So it gives a picture of God's response to their choice. This is God's response to their choice. You chose to reject the truth. Okay, so here's the consequence. God didn't want to, but God will let you have what you want. It's your choice. He'll let you have what you want. God doesn't stop you. He'll let you have what you want. And strong delusions, just strong delusions, strong delusion, <laughs> getting tongue-tied, just depicts a force propelling something forward or an energy that ignites a process. 
and facilitates it all the way to its conclusion. So when they believe the lie, deception will be energized in them. Once they accept the lie, then deception is going to be energized in them. And that is sad. That is sad. So uh, a written interpretive version of 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11 says, Because they chose to reject the truth, God will send delusion and error into their midst, and they will believe the lie that is being offered to them by the Antichrist. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 12 concludes right here. It says, That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And this word damned is actually not a very good translation of the Greek word. This word means judgment or a sentence. It's the condemning sentence of a court. So the final verdict of the court after examining all the information. So God's going to look at all the information. And it denotes that a verdict will be issued by the court of heaven. God's court will issue a verdict to be given to sinful man. And the verdict is guilty. It's guilty for rejecting righteousness. It's guilty for rejecting God. And because that's the choice that you made, then your choice has a consequence. The RIV of 2 Thessalonians 2 and 12, God will send a delusion among these true rejectors. They could have accepted the truth and believed, but they made the willful decision to participate in fully and in and fully enjoy their unrighteous deeds. In the end, they will be thoroughly judged and condemned by their own actions. Because they gave themselves so entirely to the enjoyment of wrongdoing, there will be plenty of evidence to use against them in the courts in God's courts of law on the day they stand before him to be judged. So in 2 Thessalonians. Paul describes, leading up to the rapture, he describes the rapture, and he describes what will happen after the rapture. And he believed that it was important for believers to know what was going to take place and what to expect. And I believe it's important too. And it's also important that we carefully analyze our decisions and our choices. And while we still have time, that we make the right decision and the right choices. You know, we all have choices to make. And all of our choices, they have consequences, whether that's good or that's bad. We had to make a choice today. What you're going to wear, what you were going to eat. Those are, you know, small things. What time, you know, you're going to leave for the day. The two most important choices that you'll ever make in your life is number one, which this is, this is not the most important, but this is very important, is who you're going to marry. Because who you're going to marry determines your future. All right? And some of you may say, oh, man, I made a bad choice there. Well, God's able to redeem it. But the number one most important choice that you will ever make in life is where you'll spend eternity. God gives us a choice. You can accept or you can reject. Now, if you accept, you will spend eternity in heaven. And if you reject, then you will spend eternity in hell. Once you hit eternity, that's it. There's nothing after that. That's it. There's no going back. And so I would advise you with everything that's in me, that if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you haven't given your life to him, if you haven't repented of your sins, that you need to do it today, now. Don't wait another day. Don't, 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 don't leave it out any longer. Because we not know 
when our time will come and if Jesus tarries, you know, and you die by natural causes, when you die, your spirit will go somewhere. And the choice that you made on this earth will determine where you end up. And so if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that today right now. That you can just say this prayer with me and you can be sure. As my pastor, uh, Pastor Parsons used to say, that you're in heaven as if you're already there. You say, well, Minister Paula, how do you know that you're going to heaven? Because I made the choice at seven years old to give my life to the Lord. I made that choice and I've been living for him ever since. So just say this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, realizing that I am a sinner in need of a savior. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me new. And I will live for you as you show me how. I want to be with you in eternity. Save me from the the coming destruction. And I give my life to you today. I give it to you today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, be sure to send me an email and let me know that you received Jesus into your heart. And then the next step is that you want to get into a good Bible teaching church, wherever you are. And if it's scarce where you are, because I know sometimes in certain areas, there's not good Bible teaching churches, then you can listen online to some good Bible teachers so that you can grow. And so that you will know without a shadow of a doubt that when the rapture comes, that you're going to be in that number. So be encouraged. Know that God loves you. Be sure to do me a favor. If you listen to this podcast, be sure, can you leave a comment wherever you listen to it? If you listen to it on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever else, there's so many podcast outlets out there now. And I'm sure that uh, the podcast, this podcast is on a lot of them. But leave me a review and just, just, just you know, let, let me know, comment to, to, to let people know about the podcast. And be sure to share this podcast with someone. Ladies, I'm hoping to see you on Saturday. I'm looking forward to a mighty time in the presence of the Lord. Remember the words in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing. Not just hearing, but hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.